The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. And welcome back to another pop-up episode of Bear With Me as the Bears have just traded into the top of the fifth round to draft Travis Gibson, an edge that comes well enough regarded from EJ, but I'm going to turn it over to him first to say exactly what he thinks because especially in these later parts of the round, I don't know anything about these guys. EJ, tell us a little bit about Travis. Uh, Travis Gibson is a guy that we got to see at the Senior Bowl. He's a defensive end from Tulsa. Played more in a sort of 4-3 down alignment, but uh, big guy. Reminds me a little bit of a guy like Roy Robertson-Harris. Physically um, large, fast, very athletic. When he makes plays, you notice he hits with impact, plays against the run. Um, had a really good game against SMU. Uh, had some highlights against their tackles, and, and some other edge rushers did as well. But uh, I don't hate this. I thought that I might be upset when I heard the Bears were trading up. And it turns out that they trade a fourth round pick next year, which is, you know, that's somewhat stiff competition or compensation for what they got. But the bottom line is the Bears don't have a lot at edge rusher behind Mac and Quinn. And they needed a guy that had true developmental potential. And Gibson shows that. Hey, I'll tell you what. That's exactly what I want out of my fifth rounders. Uh, look, everybody wants to talk sometimes. I know I've heard this before on things like Twitter and Windy City Gridiron that there that every pick needs to be roughly as good as every other pick. That somebody like Eddie Jackson out of the fourth round isn't spectacular. It's just a good fourth round pick, you know? But when it comes to positions like edge, EJ, I know you and I have talked about this before. They're very hard to find in these later rounds. And somebody like what you're talking about is it sounds to me like about as good as you're going to get. Jacob, what are your thoughts so far? I'm personally a very big fan of this pick. Travis Gibson's a guy that I've been high on for months now. Uh, Early on, when I first watched him about in November or December ago, I compared him to a poor man's Marcus Davenport simply because of the length that he brings and the athleticism. He's a bit raw, but I feel that the physical tools that he has, he has very long arms, and he's also got pretty quick hands. I think that he's a very intriguing pickup this late. I personally had a high fourth-round grade on him, so I think this is really good value. Uh, like EJ said, giving up a future fourth is a bit steep to move up into the fifth round, but then again, uh, future picks aren't necessarily valued as highly, and given the uncertainty of the 2021 draft, you don't know necessarily what's going on there. So overall, I'm I'm perfectly fine with the trade up considering who they got. Uh, Gibson's a guy that he's admittedly one of my guys in this class. If I had to 
put together a list of some of my sleepers at each position. Gibson would have been at the top of the list for edge rushers. So I'm, I'm a happy camper with this pick. I think that the Bears definitely needed depth at the edge rusher position, and I think Gibson is the type of guy who's going to step in. He's going to have some sort of role in uh, sub-packages as a rotational edge rusher right away, and I really like the upside he brings. Especially given that we need a couple more edge rushers on this team that are cost-controlled. I think this is a good thing and ultimately works out well for the Bears, especially if, Jacob, you've got a fourth-round grade on him. Trading a future fourth to get him in the fifth seems about what you'd want to do. Is that fair enough? Yeah, I think that's definitely fair. I think that if you have a guy who you consider to be good value at this stage of the draft, then I say it's worth trading up for. Uh, And we've seen in the past, Ryan Pace isn't afraid to get his guys. And I mentioned that on the pod yesterday where I wouldn't be surprised if Ryan Pace traded up from that fifth round pick. And it turns out he did because Ryan Pace apparently found his guy in Travis Gibson. And I, for one, am perfectly okay with that, even though the price to trade up is admittedly a little bit steep. I get that. One thing I also want to throw out to you guys, it sounds like he is very similar to Roy Robertson Harris, who is an RFA this year, which, you know, very well means that he could be moving on to another team. But I did want to ask, because this is the trade up that, uh, look, we talked about this at the end of the last pod that we expected Pace to trade up, but I didn't actually expect him to wait this long. Part of me thought it would be late third, certainly mid fourth, but late or early fifth is pretty decent he's not giving up huge future capital so i did want to ask you this with gibson now on the bears and the roster starting to fill out a little bit do you think pace is truly going all in on a win now season next year or do you think it's almost as if he's laying a foundation for a wave two uh, whether it's next year or down the road basically trying to build out some sustainability inside of a team that can also win games now i'll start with you ej what do you think Well, the roster wasn't far away, certainly not on defense. So it's a little tougher to look at a pick like Travis Gibson and say that he's laying a foundation for the future. Um, Look, Robert Quinn's not a spring chicken. Uh, Neither is Khalil Mack, but neither is over the hill either. They've got a good, solid two, maybe three more years. It'd be nice to groom some in-house talent, but that defense was, uh, I would, we'd all say playoff worthy if not deep run into the playoff worthy. So on defense, not so much on offense, grabbing a guy like Cole Komet, um, you know, in the second round, that seems a little bit more like that. So I'd say it's almost mixed, but this team we all thought was ready to go to the conference championship last year. So it's not like they have a ton of holes to fill or to kind of reload. So it's a little bit when now I would say not trading back in the second says, Hey, we just need a couple of players. Um, they got guys that are both going to contribute this year. That to me says, Hey, we're just pushing for right now. A guy like Gibson is definitely more of sort of future geared pick, but I'm with Jacob that he is going to have a role this year. And what better spot for a young guy like Gibson with tons of athletic potential and upside to land in than to sit behind Quinn and Mac. That is a defensive end room that you dream about as a, as a defensive end coming out of Tulsa, right? I'm go I'm going to go learn from Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn. Like that's ideal. So in terms of building for the future, looks pretty solid. I'd say it's kind of mixed in terms of the answer to your question. 
No kidding, and I want to make sure I clarify what I'm talking about. I kind of expected, like you're saying, EJ, a bit of a all-in push, like a chips into the middle, which would have meant trading more future capital. Honestly, I wasn't expecting us to have a 2021 third at this point in the draft. Things like that. So to see Pace take his own medicine, as you put it yesterday, seems to me to be a good move in terms of not just managing draft picks now, but also making sure that he keeps his options open going forward. He keeps all those uh, potential roster additions that he could get next year on the board. But I also want to throw it back to Jacob because you said something a little while ago that I thought was dead on. It has seemed as if there's been a bit less trading and, you know, wild swapping of picks this year. And I'm starting to wonder what the valuations on those 2021 draft picks are for other teams around the league. Because certainly when you look at a 2021 draft that might have a college football season that is, let's say, different if it happens at all, I don't know how teams are valuing those things. But hey. It sounds like Gibson is the kind of pick that you could want, and it's certainly he slots into a DE room that is about as good as it gets. When it comes to his strengths, what would you say, Jacob, that he does well? What What is he best at? Well, I think if you're looking at Gibson's skill set, I think that the calling card has to be his athletic ability. I think that his acceleration off the snap is certainly impressive. I think that he's got really good... Uh, you know, burst off the edge, and he also has really good closing speed once you get into space. Uh, he can work off of blocks well in run support, and I also really like the lateral quickness he has in space and in his ability to sink off the edge and to turn the corner. I think that that's definitely a valuable asset in his game, and I think that he's shown some promise in how he uses his hands. I think that it's got overall solid uh, quickness in his hand techniques. And I think he's shown a lot of promise there. I think he can stand to bulk up a little bit and his pad level could improve. I think if I had to choose some weaknesses in Gibson's game, I think that would have to be it. So it may take him a little bit to develop into his full potential, but I think that put him in an NFL defense with a good coaching staff. And I think that he can potentially develop into a very talented edge rusher simply because He's got a long frame. He's got he's about 260 pounds, and he's got long arms and long wingspan. And obviously, pairing all that with his athleticism, I think that he's got a high ceiling, uh, especially to be taken at some point, you know, in the fifth round, like he did. Hey, that sounds great to me, and certainly bodes well for the future. EJ, I'll ask you one quick question before we wrap things up. I notice he's listed as a defensive end, which suggests a 4-3. So do you see any potential issues with a swap to outside linebacker as he enters the Chuck Pagano defense? No, not really. Uh, Tulsa definitely played him more in a traditional sort of 4-3, but the line between 4-3 and stand-up edge rusher is blurring all the time. We talked with some other players at the Senior Bowl about this, uh, notably Kenny Willickis, who plays for Michigan State, a defensive end there. They played him traditionally hand in the dirt 4-3, but he was transitioning to the stand-up role and said he almost thought it made him quicker, that he didn't have to come up off his hand. He said, eventually, when I learn how to do this, and this is Willickis, not Gibson, uh, I might even be faster. So Gibson is a guy that, again, Jacob highlighted his strength as speed, um, explosion off the ball. You see that. He uses his long arms to keep blockers off him very well. Those all bode 
tremendously well in, in terms of a quote-unquote transition, which is a much smaller bump than it used to be to sort of stand up edge or outside linebacker. That sounds great to me. One final question for each of y'all before I turn it over to you for your final thoughts. When it comes to his development timeline, about how soon should we expect us other fans that don't know much about him some contributions? Are they going to be immediate? And if so, do you expect them more in the passing game or the running game? Jacob, we'll start with you. I think that Gibson's the type of guy who can contribute immediately to some capacity. I don't think he's going to reach his full potential for potentially two or three years. But I think that the skill set that he has will translate well to the next level. Uh, I expect him to contribute on passing downs, uh, considering his athleticism. I think that the potential is there for him to step into coverage and potentially drop back, considering how well he moves in space. Uh, We didn't necessarily see a lot of that at Tulsa. uh, So we'll have to see how he develops in that regard. But I do think that, he can potentially grow into that kind of role. I, I don't think he's truly developed enough as a run defender quite yet, uh, given his lack of uh, significant strength and his pad level and ability to hold blocks and eat up gaps like that. But I do think that he should be, uh, he should have some sort of role immediately in this Bears defense, especially considering the lack of competition that he's going to have behind Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn. It's not a very deep group of edge rushers, so I think that that's definitely going to bode well for his playing time early on in his career. Hey, that sounds great to me. EJ, I'll ask the same question to you, but I'll phrase it in another way. Would you rather have Aaron Lynch from 2018 or somebody like Gibson when it comes to the Bears' third edge rusher? Um. I would say Gibson because I think we've got more upside and potential. Now, whether he reaches it is up to him. It's up to the coaches. It's not a for sure, but what I see from him, again, is more of a young Roy Robertson-Harris, who was a guy that came in with a ton of potential and a lot of similar traits and, and tendencies that he needed to either improve or develop. And I see the same thing from Gibson. A lot of tools, physical, makes sort of splash, aggressive attack plays, needs to work on his consistency. We talked about pad level bend um increasing his hand usage hand usage isn't bad but it needs to get better those are things that you can work on those are coachable things but the size the speed the length those aren't coachable things he's got them and he knows how to use them so i'd say the needle's pointing up higher for a guy like gibson than it is like lynch i love that that's awesome to hear so any final thoughts before we wrap this up and get set for pick 163 Yeah, I don't think that there's anything necessarily that I haven't already said. I'm a very big fan of this selection. I think that uh, Travis Gibson is a guy that I've been high on for a while and I thought would be a good fit as a depth option for the Bears. So I think that trading up for him is a bit bold and the price to get him might have been a bit steep, but I do think he'll contribute to some extent right away. And I think he's got high upside as a developmental prospect. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I believe we'll see some flash plays from him this year, both against the run where he makes a ton of them, uh, not only sort of initial stack and shed stuff, but where he does pursue and drag the drag the back down because he has that kind of speed and length, made a ton of those plays at Tulsa. We might see some good pass rushes out of him as well. Third and long, he comes in to give you know Quinn a blow, and he gets to the quarterback. It's you know I'm not predicting six or seven sacks, but we could see four or five good ones out of him fairly quickly if he gets, you know, 
favorable matchups. And that's exciting because the Bears have been lacking in that category. And like you said, all they've really got there is a guy like Isaiah Irving. And that's not a ton for a guy like Travis Gibson to overcome with his gifts. I think that's awesome. Adding upside to the edge position is exactly what the Bears needed. And frankly, if you're going to trade up, I would rather you spend a pick like a fourth round pick, which while pace is very, very good with them, it's also a pos- or that's also a pick. I like to think of it as after the third, they become much more lottery tickets and certainly good scouting departments can make something of it. But if they think that they can get what they need out of Gibson, he comes to the Bears in a 2020 season where he's going to add something that they truly sorely missed, that third edge rusher potential. And I like where it's at. Guys, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, I am so glad to have y'all around to tell me what to think of this guy and stick around for a little bit because 163 has happened and I can't wait to hear what you think. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts.